When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again to the latest Blakey's Boot Room podcast here from Wales Online. Phil Smith and Nathan Blake here to discuss all the big issues in what's been a rather busy week, chaps, hasn't it? Uh, we'll start with the uh, the game last night, midweek game. Wolves, terrible first half, superb second half and, and a vital, vital win, Phil. Yeah, I think for my money, the biggest win of the season. Um, certainly of Warnock's tenure, I know we had that great win against Bristol City, but there was a sense almost of inevitability about that. You knew there'd be that bounce. Last night, the moment you walked into the ground, it, it was just flat, and you could tell that, um, and you just had this sense of, oh no, what's coming here? Two minutes in, back off the left back, nobody puts a foot in, he has a go from distance, keeper should stop, it doesn't. Um, the next 20 minutes, they could have lost the game, they were atrocious. Um, absolutely, nobody willing to put their foot on the ball, nobody willing to put a tackle in. It was it was shocking to be honest, and it was far worse than anything we'd seen under Paul Trollope. So to then turn it around in the second half and perform so well to get the crowd up, and by by the end of the game the ground was absolutely buzzing, the best atmosphere I've seen there certainly since the Seven Side Derby. Mm. So to have that turnaround to show what they can do, to show the fans what they can do, to show the manager what they can do, to me it felt like a really huge moment in the season. If they'd lost that, if they hadn't turned it around, they would have gone five points off Wolves. Mm. And suddenly that gap that we've been talking about would have opened up again. Mm. And they've managed to cut that off. Um, And if they can back it up at the weekend, the table's going to look pretty good ahead of January. So, huge win. I I, I really don't think you can underestimate just how important that uh, second half turnaround was. Mm, it was a terrible, terrible start, Blakey. Two minutes and they were one down. Uh, Ben Amos. That's the keeping keeping error. I mean, we know that... um, well, we don't know, but we predicted that the club will go or the manager will go after a keeper in, in January because, you know, I wouldn't say he's had an absolute shocker um, in some games, but yeah, he'll know as a keeper there's been a few goals now which, for me, he should have saved comfortably. He's been done at his near post all too often and, mm. yeah, we don't need to highlight last night any more than, you know what it is it's it's a poor poor error from the lad so you know but like Phil said the bounce back ability you know I mean it's chalk and cheese first half to second half mm. and uh, you know they've pulled themselves out of the mire and I'd agree you know I think that's probably their best result to date under Warnock but had they lost it not just lost it but playing how they did in the first half they probably would have lost a couple of fans off the gate as well couple mm. of hundred maybe thousand off the gate and um, it would have made for a very very difficult Christmas period and probably rest of the season so looking at the table I think they're up to 17th or 19th. 19th yeah so they've gone above Wolves yeah which was massive psychologically uh, I think they're above by a point now so huge turnaround there's so many factors involved in that result last night um, I, you know you, you can't even mention them you can't even remember them but yeah huge result 
Mm. We'll, we'll talk about the changes he made in that second half that that changed it all. But at the start of the game, the, the beneficiaries of the initial selection uh, were Kieran Richardson, Leximers, big opportunities for them to show what they can do after not really having much of a looking fill. Um, and I see, I see the bottom of the uh, the player ratings we, we did last night. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, yeah, it absolutely was. I mean, in in fairness, Neil Warnock said after the game that they weren't any worse than anybody else in the team which he's probably got half a point but to get an opportunity like that at home as a player you want opportunities you're asking to get in the team him as much as you haven't been getting in the team you've got to show something and they didn't I mean I can think of off the top of my head three or four occasions where they just got bounced off the ball um, not good enough and one occasion him is, was bounced off the ball by Helder Costa who's Little Portuguese winger, five foot seven, five foot eight—the kind of player who normally you go and he's not going to make it in the you championship. Blow him off the ball, and really. he just just bounced off him, and you just think, nah, you know. And Neil Warnock, you're not going to last five minutes if you're losing challenges like that. No, um, if you're not physical with Neil, you're not going to make it. Um, it was really, it was especially with Immers because we all know what Immers is capable of. I have some, I have some sympathy with him in that he's been asked every time he finally gets to go on the team, he's been asked to play a completely different role. Mm. You know, last night he was. It has to be almost a target man and play with his back to goal and mm. that's completely different to where he started the season which was essentially as a central midfielder mm. um, so I do have some sympathy with him that we he comes into the team in a new role he doesn't make a huge impression and then he's we don't see him again for a month I do feel a bit of sympathy for him like that but the fact of the matter is that he didn't do anywhere near enough and he is better running him. onto the ball rather than his back you know the, the striker position is a specialised position it's as simple as that and playing an advanced midfielder in a in a striker role, you have to be some midfielder, you know, because it's it's a whole different ball game. You know, you're not running onto the ball, you're not looking at the goal. You can't see the goal that you want to attack. It's a totally different, you know, position, totally different skill level. So. For me, I, I still think his best role is a midfielder, a stroke attacking midfielder. But um, yeah, for me, he was a bit out of his depth last night. Mm. And, and Kieran Richardson, I mean, came to you with a with a certain amount of pedigree, or, or well, be it yeah, not, we thought not, that was a you know, well, I thought he'd have a a, a good show in here. I really did. But um, Phil, being a, a former Sunderland man, had. Um, was a bit more dubious of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you surprised at the little impact that he's made then, Phil? Um, I'm, I'm not hugely, just because I think you, you look at that Aston Villa side that was struggling for a long time, and for me the alarm bells were ringing that he hadn't been in that picture for quite a long time. Hmm. Um, my, I think when Richardson was always, when he first came into the scene of Sunderland, he played sort of off the striker, sort of as the number 10, and I always thought he looked a very decent player in that role. Um, but I think he's been a victim, really, of his being pushed further back as his career mm. has gone on. And it might be a confidence thing because mm. it's a long time since he's played in a role where played he's had the freedom role continuously. Yeah, and had the and most importantly for him because he's still quick. He's always been quick. Mm. It's a long time since he's had a role where he could be allowed to attack defenders and and really run. Mm. Um, he didn't. He looked like a, a shadow of a footballer. I mean, I never rated him that hugely at Sunderland, but. He was an awful lot better then than he is now. I mean, last night he was just very disappointing. He didn't really look. He didn't look up for it. He didn't look up for the. He didn't look like he wanted to go in for the fifty fifties. And I'd be surprised if we saw him again. I have to say that. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, it was it, it was disappointing because it was a big opportunity for him. Um, but no, I'd be surprised if we see him again. I have to say that. And the same for him is with, with, with January transfer window just a few weeks away. Is he one of those ones, particularly given that? Well, you've got to perform. You know, it, it, you know. I always say it's difficult for players coming in out of the cold because you know I always say it takes you four or five games. If you if you've played a few games in the season, it might take you two or three games to get up the match speed. If you've not had a great pre-season or anything like that, someone like a Hoylet, we said five or six games, and you'll start to see the best of him. But these players have kind of been in and out or on the periphery of it. And then when you look at someone like Bruno Manga's performance, that's what you call hitting the ground running. I mean, so you then say, oh, well, you know, they should be slightly ahead of him because they've had more game time. So... You know, disappointing. I, I would say, yeah. Mm, but Blakey's mentioned uh, Bruno there. I saw Matt Connolly was very quick to to praise Bruno's performance after the game. Was it, was it a night where you, you get frustrated by the, the Bruno situation when you see yeah. a performance yeah. like that? Absolutely, first class. Never made an error. Knew exactly what he was doing. But we've um, said him and Bamba would be an absolutely awesome partnership. I I, ho- I hope before I had awesome. knew that I get to see those two play together yeah, because awesome they'll give you a heart attack every now and then. But yeah, you're talking, you're talking. That's the kind of pairing you start to. There's certain times you get players together and you start to build a team around them. Mm. That's the sort of pairing that you can build a team around. Now, what's happened in the past? I think that's going to be a more importance to Bruno in his decision making whether he wants to leave or whether he wants to stay I would say you know there's no hope of Bruno Manga staying no I don't think so but but it it doesn't leave me frustrated it leaves me thinking how have you as a club again allowed another player to come in who's got so much potential and fail yet again If if you imagine a team you start building a team and you put Bamba and Manga at centre-half and then you put Aaron Gunnarsson in front, in front of, them. of him. Then you're just suddenly thinking, we're not going to lose many games. Yeah. Because yeah. no one's getting through that. That mm. is, as a three, that is as good as anything you will find in this division. Yeah. I really do yeah. think that. Well, that's premiership quality, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You could, you, you, those three, you could put that, that diamond into the Premier League. And that's what I'm saying. You can actually, that's a heart of your team that you can build around. You know, you get yourself a, a high-quality keeper, all of a sudden, you've got a four. You get yourself uh, someone in the Peter Whittingham mould, but a bit more leggy and a bit younger. No disrespect to Peter. All of a sudden, you've got your five. Mm. You get yourself two quick wide players. You've already got one of them in Hoyler. There's your six. I mean, you, you, the Cardiff could be three or f- three, two, three players away from having, uh, you know, a drop dead. Proper team, proper bad boy mm. team. Is, is there a hope maybe that no, you know, no club will be able to come up with an offer or want to pay the wages that Manga would want in January, so he might stay in January, and his performances may be so good that Warnock et al might, may think, oh, we, we've got to keep him, give him a new deal, and he, and he ends up staying. Well, I'd, I, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. I'd like to think no, it would, but it's, it's not going to happen. And another disappointment for me is you look at like what we're saying. Uh, okay, we didn't have Bamba. But he was on a free, so you've got that. And then imagine if you still had, I mean, we can have back to the past, but, you know, Marshall only went a few months ago. Mm. You know, if you're, this, this is my thing about the club. You know, 
who's your visionaries? Who, who, who are those who've got the foresight to see, right? You don't build a team in one season. You have to build it. But, you know, Manga's been allowed to just, like a piece of driftwood, mm. just allowed to go away and further and further away so he feels less and less involved. And, you know, yes, it might be down to the performance level in training or whatever, but we didn't see him in games. Yeah. But also, as a manager, you've got to know, the, you've got to, listen, that's your one of your most talented players. You can't allow it to drift. You've got to get inside him. And you, you know, If he's not reacting how you want him to react after you really trying to get him on side, then okay, fair enough. You cut and you move on to the next person. But, you know, I just don't know how you come in and play man of match performance after being in the wilderness all season. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and basically almost, it's almost like a slap in the face because now... You know, I would have thought the manager will be all over him because you know, listen, we're not out of this yet, and we need people like you. January comes, I would say he's going to be gone. I mean, the, the he's moment be playing like that, knowing right, if I if I play well as well, I'm definitely gone. I mean, Warnock, Warnock said that on Monday. I think he spoke to the BBC and he said it's a chance to put him in the shut window. You know, that's what it was, and he certainly did that. I mean, there was one moment where. The ball sort of came over, and um, Cavallero, really talented winger, got the ball, and you kind of everyone's sort of thinking, "Oh, Manga just came over." Winger tries a couple of steps with a couple of this and that. Manga just, from a kid. Manga just cleans him up, mm. easy. Yeah, because he's just he is that good. Mm. He really is that good. Mm. Um, they can't keep know. allowing talent to come through, and you know, drop out the other end of mm. the club. You know, almost for less money and for less value than what they come in for that, that doesn't make sense no. at some point they, they've got to turn this on his head so Bruno Manga comes in for 5 million and you're selling him for 22 million to you know Arsenal or you know a Chelsea or a, a, a Southampton or a, something like that do you know what I mean you, you know at what point is this money the outlay going to come back with a bit of profit on top of it Mm, well, because that's the world we're living in now. It is, mate. It's all, all about the money. Yeah, indeed. Well, maybe but you know, the Benjamins, lessons, baby. Lessons, <laughs> lessons will be learned. Indeed. I mean, it's been a week of many surprises. Perhaps the biggest surprise of, of them all was Kenneth Sahor's performance yeah. when he came on last night. I mean, he's a player we bracketed with Gudongbi, not good enough for this level, etc. Never really shown anything, dis- despite such a imposing physique that he's got. But he he came on and he was immense, unplayable. Absolutely unplayable. If you've got a frame like that, if you've got a physique like that, and you use it in the right way, what what, what a defender's going to do? They've got two, they've got one choice, and that's either to let you pass or to foul you. Mm. And he just did that all game. He just won foul after mm. foul after foul. When you're a team like Cardiff, it was so good from set pieces. Mm. That is an absolutely huge asset to have. Mm. Every, all, all day, and that was the reason, mate, no mistake, that was the main reason why Cardiff improved so much in the second yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when the ball went in as a whore, he kept it. Mm. And that means that you're as a team you can get higher up the pitch. Mm. And that's when you start to build the pressure. And that's when Wolves suddenly start to feel we can't well, they get out they couldn't cope. We got nowhere. They couldn't cope with him. Mm. A, that's that's how the importance of uh, certain players in certain positions are. I mean and it's frank he reminds me like of a Rondon kind of a neat uh, mm. And each should be kind of you, if he if he's on his game, you can't get near you, him. You can't. What can you, you do? What can you do? You're not physically stronger than him. Do you know what I mean? He can run. You know, give him three or four 
games, confidence, playing well, fitness level, and you know. Mm. Do you think Warnock was surprised by how good he was? Yeah, he was. He, he, he was. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is the whole point, and this is this really comes into one of the reasons why the under twenty threes has been overhauled. I think anyway. I think Warnock looked at Zahor as someone who was just getting lost. Yeah, he's, he's he drowning. was just getting lost drowning, in the in the drowning. sea of teams and. Mm. Um, and he, you know, what Warnock said, he said to Zahor at half time, you know, What do you want to do with your life? Do you want to go on and play football or, or do you not? And, you know, you've got to give it to Zahor. He came on, he scrapped for his life. Took, yeah, but took, again, it's know. great psychology by the manager, isn't it? Oh, like, super. You know, that's what, uh, super. That is this, mate, take it from a man who, who, who's been there, got the t shirt and the trousers. Get inside players' heads. Listen, you can, you can have all the beautiful coaching sessions, like I've said before, you could. Your, 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 your field could look like Terminal 5 at Heathrow but if you can't get inside your player's head you may as well forget it mm-hmm. right? if your players can't react to how you psychologically not play mess with their emotions in a bad way but mess with their emotions in a way of getting that sort of reaction mm-hmm. that is management mate mm-hmm. That's what I call management. Yeah, anyway. absolutely, absolutely. So, so, what does he do now? Then is is the more the same? Is the next? Yeah, thing, does he start? More does he the start same. More the same. Yeah, he, 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 the same. he absolutely starts against Barnsley. More the same. Barnsley um, will not. No, they won't see it coming. Uh, they might have had someone at the game. He was that good. They might go. Well, if he plays next game, we've got a problem. Mm. But you know, there'll be a few teams coming up over Christmas now. Won't be no one would be thinking ready. He hasn't like scored a hat trick or anything like that. So he's not like you know this big shining light everyone's expecting to see come and mm. rip it up at their ground. Give him two or three games playing like that, and mate, you know Cardiff can say they'll comfortably finish mid table. Mm. The big the big thing for him, and it's exactly the same for Craig Noon, who also came on and was fantastic, is. Don't just go and have forty-five minutes and turn a game around, well, the wor- and, then, and then go home and say fantastic. Well, the, worry, well, the worrying thing is, Saturday, is, you know? is you're producing at the time when the transfer window is starting to yeah. draw nearer and nearer. So, are you? I always say I find it very difficult to be able to just turn it on and off like that. Some players can, most of the players I knew couldn't, but you know, that's the only thing playing in the back of my mind. You know, is it a, a, a way of you know improving your chances of getting away, or is it a genuine attempt to make a stake for first team football at Cardiff and, and go on and, and, and try and be part of a revolution? That I don't know. Mm. That's down to the individual. Mm, well, let's hope it's the the, the latter. Mm. D- talking of revolution, big appointment uh, yesterday ahead of the game, Mr. Bellamy. Back, we mentioned the under twenty threes overhaul. This is the next stage of that. A good, good appointment, Blakey. Exactly what was needed. Yeah, I think you, know, you can never say exactly what was needed, and you just don't know how things are going to turn out because we know Craig can be a very fiery character. So if someone gets on the wrong side of him on, at the wrong time, you know they're going to find themselves <laughs> at the wrath of him. You mm. know what I mean? Out of his tongue. But yeah, definitely from. Uh, a player's perspective, I would say, is what Cardiff needed and need more of is former players. Yeah, because I always I maintain you don't have to have played the game 
to understand the game. But there are certain parts of the game which, if you've watched the game for 45 years and studied the game, and I mean studied the game, okay. But if you've played it for 10 years, you'll you'll come across almost every trick there is and understanding, you know. But it's being able to transfer that knowledge to someone else. Some people are very good at that. Mm. Some people are not so good at that. I think Craig can be good at it, yeah, and will be good at it. But I think his hardest battle is going to be those who are already there not liking the fact that he, he's been brought in to almost say, right, that culture needs to change. Mm. Now, what I'd say to Craig is don't go too harsh too soon. You've got time. It's a gradual process. Yeah, it might not be change uh, the 21, 22 year olds now who start to change but if you can get into the 16, 17, 18 year olds over the next year or two and change that culture yeah. and, and give them let some of your aggression in the right way rub off on them and a lot of the youngsters 18, 19 year olds they think if they're at the club and they keep getting pro contracts up to 22, they then scratching their head, you know, why haven't I been given an opportunity? And I say to them all the time, you don't get given an opportunity. You have to earn your opportunity, yeah? So I'm playing against Phil, and me and Phil are mates. I'm a centre midfielder, he's a centre midfielder. He's in the team every week. I'll tell you now, in training, I'm going to run all over Phil. Week in, week out, until the manager goes, let me give him a try. Hmm. And then when I get my opportunity, I then go up a level, another level again to hold my position because I know Phil is going to be thinking exact same what I was thinking. Right, I need to be all over Blake's to get my opportunity. The problem is, is that the youngsters, too many of the youngsters, and I aim this at 22, 23 year olds as well, just think, oh, well, you know, I haven't been given an opportunity because you haven't earned it. When you watch the under-21s or stroke the 23s now, mm. you look and think, oh, you're playing as if you're like, you've made it. You're playing, you've made no first-team appearances, appearances for nobody. No clubs coming in to loan you at the lower level. That's telling you, you know, you're on trial every time you play for the 21s or the 23s. Mm. Because there's so many people watching the game who want to take this young lad and fit him into my team at Yeovil or this young lad and fit him in my team at Swindon. Or... So, for me, it's a good appointment for Cardiff and it's it's long overdue, if I'm totally honest. Mm. Long, long overdue. But, I just say to the Bellas, just try and keep a lid on it and when you want to blow your top, do everything you can to bite your tongue, go home, think about it when you wake up next day, you'll have a clearer mind of how to deal with any problems you come across but yeah good appointment hmm. have Cardiff appointed their next manager um, I th- my suspicion is that Bellamy would go somewhere else and manage before Cardiff yeah um, that's just my hunch I think it's been proved under Trollope to, to, to listen you have to be psychologically like I said be able to get into players that's, that's one thing you need to be able to do that's not an easy skill Right? The coaching is something that they will pull you apart on if you're a bit retro. <laughs> so if your coaching techniques are a bit like 90s, 
and the players will probably like rip you apart a bit in the dressing room and you won't get the reaction that you need. But if you've got the coaching techniques down, quite modern training techniques, but more importantly, you know how to deal with people and, and get them to do what you want them to do without them actually knowing that you're doing that. You understand what I mean, John? Mm -hmm. You can get inside their heads. Then, yeah. But it'll, it, it's, it's a long process. What I'd say is, if something went wrong with Warnock over the next three months, the clamour would be from the fans, oh, better's it. Mm. Hey, trust me, he's not ready for that yet. No. What, what, I, what I would say about the Bellamy appointment is, is that what you now have on the football side of the club is you have a really good balance. People who know and understand the game. You've got Warnock and Kevin Blackwell who've seen it all. But you've also got James Robrey who's, like Blakey says, he's a modern coach, knows all about the latest You've got Martin Margerson who's worked with England, so he's well aware you've got a really nice football and blend there of experience and know-how, Bellamy as well. The next thing is to get that at boardroom level. You've got it on the football side and you'll start to see the, you'll start to see the results of that. I might apply for a job on the board, what do you think? You never know, you might. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Look at Canada's horse performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange yeah. things can happen. Things might like fly shouldn't, too. Shouldn't the, shouldn't the board do... Receive credit for, the, for yeah. all the things you just mentioned. Yeah. You just mentioned the good blend we got. You've been talking for ages about the under twenty threes. It needs ripping up. It needs this and that. They ripped it up. They brought they brought the likes of Bellamy and they brought Warnock in in the first place. When Warnock came in within 40, well, yeah, you, you, within forty eight hours, he'd, he'd had three signings that he yeah, wanted. You, you know, you, are you, they not making? You give the, you give credit, but it's almost like it, it's it's like it's it's taken people like ourselves to beat you with it over the head with a stick before you'll accept that. You were wrong. It's as simple as that. You you you've gone down an avenue that I for two or three years I've been scratching my head thinking, where is this gonna end? Really? Where is it gonna end? And you know, listen, it's 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 not as I, I still don't think it's as rosy as as what it could be, because we got some volatile characters now involved who won't be led to do what they don't want to do sort of thing yeah they will toe the line of the manager but I can't see them towing the line of say a Ken Chu because you know it's almost a detriment to speak to Ken Chu and think well I would have to take his lead so if it goes wrong and I know we're going in the wrong direction because I know more about this profession than he does so Although he's the chief executive, sometimes you need to have a bit of, you know, I don't know the word yeah, I'm looking well, for. I, you I, need I, to be I, a bit I, more reserved and, and, and accept, like, you know, let, let these lead, and I'll learn from these guys. Yeah, and the I, and then in two or three the years, I can take things like forward. Warnock and, and, and Bellamy. Well, uh, well, you need to give, that, that suggests that that's exactly what, yeah, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, but I'm not, listen, I'm not going to start saying, you know, clapping hands and saying it's great what they've done. Because for the last five years, it hasn't been great what they've no, done. No, absolutely. So, you know, let's just not get too excited too soon. And let's say, listen, it's a step-by-step it's a -step process. Let's see where we are in 12 months. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because as we know, things can quickly unravel, especially <laughs> here. Exactly, they can change yeah. literally overnight. And, that, and that's the key. You've got to prove now that you've got the right people in place. Can you step back and trust them and have... That's well, you develop your That's plan now. Thing. This is what I'm saying. You develop your short, mid, long-term plan. What's the? How do you want to see the club in the next decade? You want to see them uh, an established Premier League team, right? 
not fighting in relegation and all that. So, right, that's your end goal. How do you get there? So your five to seven year plan and then your two to five year plan. But develop your strategy over year on year on year on year. And like I say, build it round your team. All the other nonsense off the pitch, colour changes and all that, it, it, it was just a complete nonsense. It's just totally wasted two or three years of infighting and wrangling for no reason. So, yeah, great appointments, but I don't get overly excited. I don't get, like I used to say, John, I don't get too down when it's bad and I don't get too high when it's good. I try and maintain a level of consistency, which is what I suppose my profession called up as being consistent. Mm. Very boring. I prefer the roller coaster ride. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Because you don't have to go over heartache over defeats uh, against Wigan. But that Bell- Bellamy Warnock relationship will be interesting, won't it? Yeah, it will be. I, I think the thing is, though, I don't think there's any doubt who's who the stronger partner in that is. You know, Bellamy. I don't see any necessarily any big problems there because Warnock's no. in charge, and I don't yeah. think you know a lot of stuff. Said even about Ke- even Kevin Blackwell, you know those three come as a team. They are yeah. a team. You know what I mean? Mm. Kevin Blackwell is a very experienced, established coach himself mm. in his own right. Do you know what I mean? So he's managed some very big clubs, Leeds, Sheffield United. You know he's not a novice. He's not someone who's just come out and started coaching and managing. He knows what he's doing. Mm. So, and, and Craig Bellamy, I think, is smart enough as well to say this guy's got 1,400 games in management. Now, I might have different ideas to him. I might have a different philosophy about how I want my team to play, but this guy survived for 30 years. There's and a secret there's, to there's, that. There's something I can learn of him. because most There's a lot you can learn. Uh, so yeah. I, I, don't, I personally don't see Warnock and Bellamy. I don't see that in these, in these current rules blowing up, personally. I can see other areas blowing up. But not that one. Mm. If that makes and sense. I think uh, Craig's Craig would be working closer with Kevin Blackwell because let's not forget Neil's sixty-eight. Mm. And we don't know how long he's going to go beyond the end of this season. Yeah, touch wood that he gets to the end of this season. But we don't know beyond that. And like I've said, I think for me the plan would be Fee steps down, then Blackwood steps up, Blackwell steps up, and then. Jepson steps up alongside him, Craig steps alongside, you know, it, it's that kind of, start to create or try and create a conveyor belt sort of system mm. within, from within. Mm. Okay, well it'll be very interesting to see what mm. happens then. Let's, let's make our last topic then, uh, Mr Bamba, so Bamba it seems a long time ago now. It does seem a lifetime. It was certainly the story of the, uh, the weekend. That was funny though. No, well, it was, but it was really. What did, what did you make of it, Blake? Have you seen, seen that sort of implosion before? Yes, I was on. I mean, I was on radio and I was in the studio, so we got the highlights after the game. Yeah, around about five o'clock, and I was expecting real. I, I mean, I was expecting. You know, he's literally. Grab Warnock and had to be that, straight d- that, from that, that bit was blown out of all proportion. Totally I mean, the, the, Ips, the, Ips, the Ipswich Town Twitter account saying he tried to fight the fourth official is just complete nonsense. It and really a, shameful, actually. He had a, but, he, yeah. but what he did do 
what he did do was push the physio over, which is, in my book, not acceptable. Yeah, you can't condone it, but what I'd say to Phil, who can have the odd red miss time himself, you know, when... <laughs> yeah, I've when, never pushed yeah. Dolly over in the No, this what I'm saying. When the red miss comes down, mate, it doesn't matter who's in front of you sort of thing. Do you understand what I mean? You don't necessarily think about who's in front of you. You don't think full stop, do you? And say, what, what, afterwards, you regret. And I would say to any person, like I said on Radio Saturday, listen, you can, we can all, we all love to sit in judgment, yeah? But have you never, ever gone into a situation where you've lost your head? Because I can say I have, and I would probably say I could almost guarantee you have, knowing you, John, and you feel definitely have. <laughs> I've, never, I've never pushed a colleague. Yeah, that, okay, but... but no, but I think I think the, the the important thing about this was is that it was a bit of a mess, but actually it was handled impeccably. Mm. In that he just killed it, Neil Warnock did. Yeah, yeah. Bam, and, he, and he would he would be distraught. You would because after the red mist clears and you sit in the dressing room on your own mm. and you start to think, what the hell like, did I just do? It's like after a night out, isn't it? When you the next day when yeah. you, just, you just sort of go, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, I have to say I thought the situation was handled impeccably Mick McCarthy and Neil Warnock dealt with it brilliantly mm. after the game Bamba came out and apologised mm. so now the lad serves his ban mm. he said he's sorry and then mm. he gets another go yeah. that, and that's, that's fine yeah. I, think mm. that's, I think what could have been a, a situation like just ran and ran and ran was nipped in the bud and yeah. fair play yeah. to everybody and for, that's for experience that. again yeah. you know what I mean because it's, it would have been quite easy for a weaker manager to come to what the press were like, because they want the story to build and build and build, of course, to a crescendo, do you know what I mean? So it would be quite easy for an inexperienced man to say, oh, you know, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to, you know, internal investigation and this and that. Listen, someone said, I won't name names, but someone said it was the worst blow-up they've ever seen. So I said, hmm, i seen a situation not so long ago where i seen a manager pin another player Opposing player to the floor by his neck. I also seen a manager headbutt a player recently. I also seen back in the nineties one of my favourite ever players jump over the uh, barrier and come full kick someone. I never thought I'd see that. I also see two players at Newcastle have a tear up, a rip up, and punch. Fr- listen, a <laughs> Doyle did it. That's right. Did it so well. sometimes, listen, you don't condone it. You deal with it. But what you don't do is turn your back on the person for making a mistake. I, I don't agree with that. So I'm not saying, oh, what he'd done, he's, you know, it was nothing. And I, yeah, he lost his head. Mm. He lost his head. And I don't think, to be fair, and I think if you ask Neil Warnock a direct question, do you think it helped when you was grabbing him up and shaking him like Phil <laughs> Mitchell about, that, about to smack him, which was just antagonising and rearing him up even more? Because in the end, he just like was, get off me, get your hand off it was, me. It was fantastic because they were scratching. Kevin Blackwell was trying to get in to tell them that he'd been sent off because they didn't realise. <laughs> yeah. So Warnock's got him by the neck trying to say, you're going to get sent off. Yeah, yeah. Bambas and get off him and Kevin Blackwell's like sheepishly trying to go, lads, <laughs> excuse, <it's> me. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me. And then um, as soon as he sho- the funniest is when he shoved the his hand away and he'll just put his hands in his pocket and just thought well I better just leave it alone <laughs> but listen the, the, he's, he's got his ban he's said his sorries 
yeah, case, you yeah, move case, on. Case closed. Yeah, yeah, you move it on. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. I think the fans, most of the fans' comments I saw were along the lines of, oh, how nice to see a bit of passion at Cardiff. Well, I, yeah. it's one person come on uh, on radio and said, like, oh, I should never play for the club again. And I was thinking to myself, so you just cut him loose like that? That's yeah. that's So, you know, imagine if he, he, he played a game, I always say, and just said, I never want to play for Cardiff again because of a reason. Mm. You'd think, how dare you sort of thing. Come on, loyalty works both ways. And like I said, it's a human emotion. We've all been there, or most of us have been there. You know, I know Phil has, you know, and I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty certain you have, JD. But to me, the way it was handled by, by Neil Warnock and, and, and the club was good, very good. And, and Mick McCarthy as well, because yeah, he could have come yeah. out and made a right yeah, stink about yeah. it. But he's not that, throw. they're not that, them type of people, they're yeah. not them type, they've seen it all before. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't know about Cardiff, but there'll be strange things happening between now and Christmas and you'll think, wow. You know, remember when a certain player bit a certain player? Remember that? You know what I mean? Which time? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we do see some strange things on the football pitch sometimes. Mm, okay. Barnsley then, predictions? 3-1 uh, home win. That's exactly what I was going to say. 3-1 no, no. Cardiff. I sense for the first time all season you win, genuinely win. believe your predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, what a great place yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. time. You notice <laughs> how we're smiling and more upbeat yeah, though? Absolutely. You know, people would say, oh, who's negative? Yeah, we're negative because, you know, what we're seeing was negative. You talk about it because you can't fool people, otherwise no point in having the show. There's no point in saying, oh, they were great. And fans be right now, what? They get them off. They don't know what they're talking about. So, you know. <laughs> they do that anyway. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, no, I, I think uh, positive result. Yeah, I think off the back of that, even if they don't start how you think they'll start, I think most people think they'll pick up and where well, they left off sort of thing. I doubt that's really the case. Mm. Probably have a sl slow start, maybe not as bad a first half, but I'd expect them to go on and really uh, turn it on in the second half and win that game comfortably. Yeah, so three one. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go three two just to keep it uh, keep it interesting. <laughs> keep it vaguely interesting. Okay, that's great. Thanks, chaps. We'll uh, we'll leave it there and we'll find out what happens on the weekend. And of course, we'll be back next week for a, a pre Christmas boot room, which will be yes. Phil's. Uh, Phil's, Phil's last one, I believe, before he heads off to pastures new, moving back to Sunderland. After all we've done for him, Blake. I know. I can hear the sighs of relief breaking out. All I can over hear the Cardiff. tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay, chaps. Thanks very much. See you next time.